Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hello and welcome to Parenting Bites. I'm Andrea Smith in the studio today with Amy Oztam of Amy Ever After. Hello. Rebecca is on assignment. That's what they say, right? That's what we say so about you. <laughs> Rebecca is on assignment. But we have a great guest with us today, uh, Chris Morris, who is a consumer tech writer. Funny how I should really like consumer tech writers, yes. huh? Uh, Chris is going to be joining us. He's a writer based in Charleston, South Carolina, which makes me insanely jealous. Uh, He has an almost 10-year-old daughter, and we're going to talk about Father's Day. And then we're going to have our Bites of the Week. And it's just me and Amy, so uh, get ready. All right, so let's jump right in. Um, Chris Morris, are you there? I am. Thank you for having me today. I'm so glad you're joining us today. Um, It's funny, you know, you and I cover a lot of the same technology and our our paths have crossed in many ways. I ran into you a couple of weeks ago at a Sony gaming event, correct? Right, yes. And we can talk about that now, actually. We're not under embargo for that anymore. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Hush, hush. I love going to those hush, hush meetings. Anyway, I ran into Chris there and uh, Kindred Spirit, tech writer, and found out that he's got uh, an almost 10-year-old daughter and um, writes a lot about uh, gaming and app reviews for Common Sense Media, which is right up our alley, right, Amy? Oh, yeah. Well, when you weren't here last week, we had Sandy Chen on to talk about books. She's She's been with Common Sense for 10 years, I think. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. So we've got lots of good advice. And today, Chris, we want to talk about Father's Day because, I don't know, no matter how many years I, I've been married and helping out with Father's Day with my son, um, there's always new ideas to hear about. Yeah, there are. It's 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 you know it's one of those holidays that you never know exactly what to do with, but you always enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's funny because people oh it's Father's Day we have to have a big brunch and we have to have all the kids over and we have to do these things and you know we talk about Mother's Day a lot that mothers would rather just be left alone right they want the whole family to go out and just leave them alone <laughs> for the day. Yeah. I suppose for dads it's different. Yes. Actually, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny you should say that. I just got a survey the other day from the company uh, Ebates, um, and they were asking, you know, what do you want for Father's Day? They asked a thousand different fathers. It turned out that most said they just want to be left alone for the day. Eighty-seven percent said they just wanted me time. <laughs> That's good to hear. Actually, that makes me feel a little better because when my it's not the same now because there isn't so much care when your kids are older. Um, but when my kids were little, all I wanted was an entire day to myself, not have to take care of anybody or anything. Oh, it's it's wonderful to be able to take a shower or, or go to the bathroom without anyone banging on the door. Yep. <laughs> Although we've gotten back to that because now my cat bangs on the door whenever I go into the bathroom. It's like I have a toddler <laughs> again. Yeah, he throws himself, she throws herself against the door. That's really bad. Yeah. That's bad. We have young dogs, so it's sort of the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, now, this is a new dog for you, correct? Right, yeah. We uh, we just picked up Ellie uh, about two or three months ago. Uh, she was a rescue. Uh, she's a great dog. Uh, we were fortunate that we got her from a trainer. So um, oh. she came with a lot of commands already installed, which has made it much easier. Wow. I didn't know that was an option. That yeah. is the way to get a dog. I didn't know it was an option either, but from now on, I'm sold. This is where you go. Wow. That's actually really awesome because every time we've gotten a rescue pet, it's been from the shelter. But uh, pre-trained. That's, See, that's I usually go that 
I usually go that way as well, but uh, this was just something that my wife found, and she's always wanted the scruffy dog, and so <laughs> we ended up with Ellie. Hmm. Awesome. All right, so you've got two kids at home then. You've got a, a, a young dog, and you've got a daughter. So tell us, tell us first of all, and I don't mean to digress from gift ideas, but I know that you work from home. So what is that like having, having a kid at home and working from home? It's uh, It has its challenges, as you might expect, especially on days when school is out. Um, today is actually the first day that my daughter is out for summer vacation, um, and she was already getting a little bit antsy uh, before you called. There's only so much Roblox and apps that you can play. And My, and, my uh, daughter would disagree. There is no end to well, how much true. Roblox you can play. <laughs> Well, and there's also always so much high school musical you can watch again and again and again. <laughs> so um, it has its challenges, but fortunately, you know, she's a great kid and uh, and she's very self-sufficient. So if I have a deadline or something critical I have to get done, um, I can kind of hide up here for a few hours and, uh, and, and do so while she plays with her toys or, or watches TV or something. The, the real advantage of it, honestly, and the reason that, that I say I'll never go back to a corporate environment is I get to take her to school every morning and I pick her up uh, at the end of my day at, at her after school program. And uh, that just makes everything else worthwhile. Hmm. I love that. I think that's great. So and what happens when you drop her off at school and pick her up? I mean, do the moms all look at you like, oh, gosh, what a great dad pitching in and picking up. Yeah, pitching, pitching in. in. <laughs> Certainly not in the morning. They're sort of like, who's the homeless guy with the kid? Um, because I'm not showering before I go to school at seven in the morning. But um, it's it's funny, actually, the school that, that she goes to, there are as many fathers that drop off their kids uh, as there are mothers. Um, a lot of police officers who are going into work are detectives. Um, Charleston is a big military town, so uh, you know people, people might be off duty. Um, but uh, it's it's a good mix. Yeah, I live in Brooklyn, and I think there's there's just a higher contingency contingent of dads who work from home, who are you know artists or self-employed. There there were always as many dads on the walk to school as there were moms when my kids were little. I it's love funny. hearing that. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because uh, I think of all the neighbors that I have around here, it's always the fathers who are the ones that pick up and drop off their, their kids from school. It's just That's just because that's how the work schedules work between them and, and their wives. Hmm. I absolutely love hearing that because, and, and again, you know, my son is older in his 20s, but boy, it was not that way at all. It was all moms, hmm. and if there was one dad, everyone was like, uh-oh, is he out of work? You know, like, because <laughs> wow. now it's really, really... Um, you know, very common for not only for moms, but for dads to be working from home and, and working remotely. So bravo for the changes. Well, thank you. All right. So let's go back to Father's Day then. So what is your sure. ideal Father's Day? Uh, what I like to do is uh, if I get the, the luxury of sleeping in a little bit, that's wonderful. Um, uh, with the new dog this year, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Um, but I like to, to spend some time um, with my family. Uh, we often go to the beach, maybe in the afternoon or evening after the crowds have left. And when it's not that brutal Charleston sun beating down on you. Um, 
E3 is is uh, the video game convention that's held out in Los Angeles, and I go to that every year. This will be my 21st one of those, and it always seems to fall right the week before Father's Day. So I get home the day before Father's Day, and I'm pretty beat after mm -hmm. a week of, of walking the floor and working. So we usually pay it pretty low key. So we'll go to the beach at, at that night and maybe have a dinner or a picnic on the beach. Um, maybe we'll go see a movie or uh, if I do get that time alone, I may just uh, go out on a kayak and uh, enjoy a little time in the outdoors after being trapped inside for the past week. <laughs> now that sounds lovely to me. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad, not bad. I, I feel your pain because of course CES, uh, the consumer electronics show that I go to every year in January, I always leave either New Year's Day or the day after. Uh -huh. So the timing, the timing is, uh, is never good. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, I know you're going to E3 and you cover video games. So if, if uh, somebody has a gamer dad in their life, uh, what kinds of uh, gift ideas would you recommend for Father's Day? Well, I think the obvious one, if you can find it in stores right now, would be Nintendo Switch. Hmm. Um, it's the new console, of course. It's uh, it's both a portable game device and something that you can plug into your TV. Uh, it's got kind of a relatively light uh, lineup of titles right now, but fortunately, the games that it does have, like The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, a new Mario Kart, um, are really top-notch games that are so good and so addicting, you, you really won't care that there aren't 20 to choose from at this point. Amy, Nintendo and, on your... Yeah, uh... Well, what, the one question I had about that, because Nintendo is the one brand that I really haven't touched since college. You said mm -hmm. Zelda, and I immediately flashed back to my, my uh, dorm room. Um, right. and, and missing classes so that I could, could get to the end. <laughs> um, but it, the reason that we love the, the Xbox is that we watch a lot of our entertainment through it. Can you do that through the Nintendo Switch? Not yet. That's okay. something that's coming, but uh, it's not uh, baked in just yet. Gotcha. Um, and, but the, part of the reason for that, though, is in modern TVs and set-top boxes and things like that, you've got... And Netflix and Amazon and Hulu sort of baked in with those. I know, but they're so, not connected to our sound system. That's the problem. Ah, We've okay, got our, yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, that is pretty critical. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that probably will be coming with Nintendo at some point, but I think right now they're, they've always identified themselves as a gaming company first. And they want, after the, uh, I wouldn't say the fall, but after the slump they had with the Wii U, their last. Mm -hmm. Uh, console, they're looking to get back on top there, and then they'll start bringing in other items like that. Yeah, I wonder how many people are like me, where they just expect their their consoles at this point to do everything, play everything, and bake bread. You know, <laughs> I I think they do because you think back to the early days of Xbox 360, and that stuff stuff started becoming a part of the console landscape, and it's how. Uh, Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo, to an extent, were able to to really get entrenched into the living room for people that normally wouldn't have bought one of those devices. Right. Um, and so it's just expected that that's something that's going to be a component of the gaming system. Yeah. And that's also, I mean, look at Sony, right, with their PS4 Pro. I mean, it's got 4K capability and right. all the entertainment baked right in there. So so it, exactly, it's for someone to put right in their living room and have everything. 
And you know, speaking of Sony now, uh, we're, I, we're, we're doing this a little bit before Father's Day, and so I'm, I'm not thinking so much ahead, but it's important to point out that they're gonna be dropping the price of the PlayStation 4 temporarily down to $249 hmm. between June 9th and June 17th. It's called the Days of Play promotion. I saw so that. So um, that, if you don't have a PlayStation 4 yet, that's a pretty good reason, a pretty good excuse to uh, to get one in the house. Hmm. That is awesome. And we'll find a link to where they have that promotion and put it on our uh, put it on our website. And also PS4, I mean, while we're talking Sony, right? Also PS4 has the PlayStation VR. And, you know, I know a lot of dads go out and get games and get things and say, oh, it's going to be great for the kids. The kids are going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that really, you know, in the back of their head, they want it too. And PSVR, if, if people haven't tried it, it is very cool. And Sony makes it easy because you literally plug the VR right into the PS4. And uh, it's so easy to set up. Have you, have you played around with that, Chris? I have, yeah. I'm I'm a big proponent of virtual reality. I realize that in most cases right now it's very expensive and the killer app software is not there, but I think the potential is real exciting. And I think Sony has the best value proposition with PlayStation VR right now because uh, you don't have to buy a high-end computer to, to operate it. Like you said, you plug it into your PlayStation 4 and you're ready to go. Uh, and it's uh, it's got a good selection of games as well from from notable names like Ubisoft, um, which has Eagle Flight, where it's a game that uh, you're an eagle flying over uh, Paris. Um, wow. And uh, Warner Brothers has a Batman game, a real short one, but still to play as Batman and go down into the Batcave. The first time you do that, you're looking around, and it just completely transforms and transports you to another world. It's pretty awesome. Um, okay, so on to more stuff. So people always ask me, can you get a dad a smartphone? And yeah. I mean, I think it's a pretty good thing. And I think that you can go beyond just the, you know, the iPhone and the Samsung, although the Galaxy S8 I'm loving right now, especially since it comes in purple or gray orchid, <laughs> as they call it. But um, I mean, I'm going and recommending the LG G6 this time because I think that's a fabulous phone. You know, I think that's a great phone. I'm I, I'm sort of more of a traditionalist in that with the iPhone. I, I'm with you on the the S8. I think it's um, I think the camera on that alone uh, makes it something that's that's worth considering. Um, the low light pictures that that camera can take are just astonishing to hmm. me. The only real complaint I've got is they have a, a biometric sensor, a fingerprint sensor, but it's right next to your camera lens. So you got to be careful that you're not going to oh. smudge that and, and take bad pictures then. <laughs> Amy's but, smiling I mean, and nodding. Yeah, I'm looking at yeah. the back of my phone. It's pretty close. It's not right on top of it, but I do often find myself, um, I was about to say fingering my camera, putting my finger on my camera lens and, and getting it all dirty. But I do like the biometric sensor. I love that that uh, when I'm signing into something that I want to be very secure, like my bank, that I have mm -hmm. a super long, complicated sign-in for, I can use my fingerprint. Yeah, and especially if you're doing something on the go uh, or you're in a, in a crowded place where you don't want to enter that password where someone could be looking over your shoulder, that's especially handy. Exactly. As long as nobody cuts off my finger, it's totally safe. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So we are geeking out with Chris Morris, or at least I'm geeking out with Chris <laughs> Morris because I get to talk about technology. Uh, a tech writer in uh, Charleston, South Carolina right now, but a, uh, a, a tech writer uh, who's written for many publications. So so let's go non-tech really quickly. What are some, sure. some non-techy fun things that people can get 
uh, or low tech even that people can get for Father's Day so we can leave people with a, some some resources and advice. I'll tell you my absolute favorite thing right now that's that's non-tech, and it is uh, it, it, this how stereotypical dad is this. This is a uh, it's something for barbecuing and grilling outside. Hmm. Um, it's called the Uni Three Portable Wood Pellet Pizza Oven. That's a mouthful. But basically, wow. if you like, you know, wood-fired pizzas and something like that, you you can buy one of these things. Use little wood pellets. It heats up to an astonishing nine hundred degrees. <gasps> So you want to use this outside. Wow. <laughs> um, but then you you prepare your dough, you put your toppings on there, you put it in. Two minutes, you have a pizza that's cooked. And it's it's an individual-sized pizza um, and uh, absolutely delicious. I mean, just fantastic. We've had several parties here with mine, uh, and friends come over. They all kind of make their own pizza fire it up and um, it just, you can't go wrong with And like can that. you use that with um, coal or uh, gas grill? Uh, it, actually, it doesn't go either. It come, You have to buy little wood pellets, little like you would in oh. a uh, heater or a smoker. It's a completely in independent thing? Exactly. It's a standalone <gasps> unit. See, Amy uh, is a baker, so you've just gotten her. She's got her mouth open here. And I make a <laughs> ton of pizza and I heat my, my kitchen up every summer making a lot of pizza. Well, you know, if you don't have the money to buy the Uni 3, and I understand because it is, it's a little pricey. It's worth it, but it's a little pricey. What's, what's, a, little, what's a little pricey? Because I'm already making two, a list here. Two ninety nine. No, that's not a little pricey. <laughs> to, to not okay. have my oven on 550 degrees in the summertime, that's worth it. The alternative is if you've got a uh, tomato or a big green egg or something like that, mm -hmm. just buy a pizza stone and you can fire that thing up again to 800, 900 degrees and cook your pizza in no time there. And again... Your kitchen stays nice and, and comfortable. Yeah. Wow. I like the idea of the standalone thing, though, because you can be making pizzas while somebody else is using the grill for something else. I'm going to look into this. Yeah. Well, and also, yeah. I mean, that sounds like such fun for a party, even yeah. for a kid party, and let oh, everyone yeah. make their own pizzas. Yep. It is. And, you know, look, it, it's the nice thing about this is, yes, it's a pizza oven, but you can have fun with that doing other things. You could sous vide a steak and then throw it in this thing for a couple of seconds mm. and get that char on Crisp it. it. And, uh, yeah, then go to town there. Nice. Awesome. Okay, anything else? Uh, I think that uh, the only other thing that I would suggest is if dad is trying to, to lose some weight, um, you know, you get the, the dad 15 or 40 in my case, uh, <laughs> there's a device, this is non-tech at all, this is, it's an exercise uh, device called the Strongboard Balance. Uh, now what this does is it uses multiple springs and you stand on it and you improve your core strength and, and you tone your body. Uh, it's suited for everyone from beginners to professional athletes. Um, a real basic exercise is you just stand on this board with your knees slightly bent and you're shifting and uh, trying to stay, maintain balance and that's working the muscles um, throughout your body. It's, it's real durable. Uh, it doesn't shift while it's in use, so you're not going to fall on this. Well, unless you lose your balance, of course. Uh, and it's uh, it's just an incredible device. You can uh, pick those up, I believe, on Amazon for two sixty nine. So I can just stand there and watch TV, and I'm or cook engaging your pizza. and cook my. Well, that only takes two minutes. <laughs> TV is longer, so I I can engage my core while watching TV and not uh, not having to jump around. 
if you can watch 30 minutes of TV on this thing uh, without falling off, uh, I will give you a bright, shiny quarter. Oh. Wow. <laughs> All right, this is supposed Challenge. to be a Father's Day episode, but there are already two things that I want to buy for myself. I don't know, Chris. We may have to have you back. <laughs> All right. Well, we will post links to all of these uh, great ideas that Amy's now going to purchase on <laughs> that I'll be reporting on in a few months after on our I test website, them out. And we'll have a list of some Father's Day suggestions. And um, Chris will also uh, point to you. I'll get your information so we can link to you as well and people can check you out or tweet you or say hi. And um, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you survive the summer with uh, with your daughter home. Thank you. I'm sure we'll do just fine. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks for having me. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. All right. Gosh, Amy, that was supposed to be Father's Day, but you've got a list ready to yeah, go. Yeah, that segment just cost me a lot of money. <laughs> well, maybe Omar would like these things. I can pretend they're for him, but he knows me too well. We've yeah. been together for almost 30 years. There's no way that I can try to pass off a pizza oven as a gift for him. Oh, he's so <laughs> on to you. Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. Um, now, Bites, uh, you know, yes. Amy, do you yes. want to go first? I will go first. Um <laughs> Even though I'm sitting in Andrea's chair, I'm so distracted because I usually sit facing monitors and nothing interesting. And now I'm, I'm, oh, you're seeing I've got, my view. I'm seeing, and Andrea gets to look at the New York City skyline, skyline every week when we do this. Except, you know what? This is the second time I've sat here. You say that you usually have a view of a bridge. Yeah. I only sit here when it's like gray and foggy. And I never get to see the bridge. And it's a gross, gray, foggy day today. Yeah. But yeah. anyway. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I'll stop being distracted by the view. Um, I'm so shiny squirrel person. Um, so my bite, uh, we've talked about Dear Evan Hansen on the show at least a couple of times because uh, it's it's just a fabulous show. And um, the Tonys are coming up. I'm sure they'll be performing there. Um, but before that, I want to link to a clip that just blew me away. I think I watched it three times. Um, it was on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, where he had Ben Platt on as a guest. And Ben Platt is the, the lead in Dear Evan Hansen, and he is amazing. I mean, he's just phenomenal. And his segment was hilarious. He tells this great story about what he did when there were two couples talking throughout an entire show in the first row, which was, it, I won't even give away what he did, but it's hilarious. But then after that, he sang a song from the show. And I think that sometimes when when Broadway shows try to to do a song out of context on a talk show. It doesn't always work. Um, this was the most amazing performance of a Broadway song I've ever seen on a talk show, and I think it's it helps because it was just it's not a big cast. It's just, this song is just him backed up by the orchestra, and his emotion. I mean, it's just I just watch the clip. We'll link to it. I, I think I cried every time I watched it. He's an incredible performer. And if he doesn't win the Tony, I'm going to be so angry. Oh, I've been wanting to see that show. You saw it. Rebecca saw yeah. it. We had Randy Zuckerberg here. Who she is a producer pro on it. was a, a backer of it and saw it. So, yeah. 
I think but, it's time to go see it. So I'll at least watch the clip. Yes, you have to watch the clip. And that just, I, I'm not sure how exactly these rules work, but if it wins the Tony, does that mean that our guest, Randy Zuckerberg, is a Tony award-winning producer? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll ask my, uh, I'll ask my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'd be I get a friend with an N. All right. Uh, and so so actually, and I have two bites this week, and one of them is also Broadway. Mm. Um, uh, thanks to my wonderful friend with an N. Uh, this weekend, my husband and I had second row center seats and saw Bette Midler in uh, Hello, Dolly. How and was it? It was amazing. <laughs> I mean, I am a huge Bette Midler fan. Yeah. And I think that even if you're not... It was amazing. Huh. I mean, in the true sense of a Broadway musical, you know, with because you're talking about Evan Hansen and, and and him being able to perform a song because he, it's it's just one character and mm-hmm. he sings it. This is just like, this stage is filled and dancing. And the <laughs> thing that amazed me was, the orchestra pit in the theater was open. It was in the middle of the stage. Oh, like you wow. could see, I could see from my level. I mean, I was at shoe level. I could see the top of the orchestra conductor's head popping out of the stage. And I kept wondering how these actors and dancers were not falling into the pit. Yeah, like not stepping on him. Yeah, I realized at the end that they actually do have netting. Oh, good. Just in case, yeah. But they were very, uh, you know, they always helped bet as she walked around the pit. Nice. But it it was incredible, and I just don't know how people have the stamina and energy to perform like that oh eight shows a eight week. twice a day you know when they do a matinee yeah people think it's like great hours because you know you're only working for a few hours a day but that is an intense few hours unbelievable it was a great show i highly recommend it to everybody bet midler was fabulous wow. and uh it's a great show so oh. go see it. All right. So two New York City centric things, but I'm sure there are clips that we can we can link to for everything. Yes, absolutely. Share with the rest of the country. And then really quickly, I just want to mention this story. A lot of people have been posting about it. I think you posted about it. Uh, a lot of people I follow are posting on Facebook. This Harvard story uh, about, I know, Harvard. If you haven't read this, um, Harvard University rescinded the acceptances of at least 10 students because of obscene, inappropriate, um, morally and ethically wrong memes mm-hmm. that they posted. Really disgusting stuff. But, now, but here's the thing, and there's a bunch of articles. I'm actually looking at one from the Harvard Crimson, which is a good one to, to look to and will link to. But, I mean, the fact is, you know, some people are saying, oh, free speech, they can say whatever they want. No. But, I mean, yay for Harvard for saying this is not acceptable. You know, you have to have moral character. And it's not just about, I remember telling my son, okay, you got into college, great, but you've got to keep your grades up because they can take that away. Anybody who brings up free speech in an argument like this doesn't understand what free speech means. Nobody's trying to arrest these kids for what they did. The government isn't trying to censor them for saying it. They are free to say it. Right. And Harvard is free to give them consequences for doing something really stupid. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely that conversation that parents, if you're not having with your kids at the Mm -hmm. age of 10, you need to be having because you know in one sense it's kind of like oh that whole locker room thing that because our president's able to say that now and get away with it maybe that's kind of you know what's the saying the fish rots from the head down (laughs) (laughs) but I mean it's not okay it's just not okay and and you know you've got to go back to that if you wouldn't want your mom or grandmother to see this you should not post it publicly. 
anywhere. And, and you should, and you have to assume that even if it's in a private group, which this was, um, that somebody will see it, somebody will rat you out. And they were really like, they were like uber stupid about it. They made they made people post in a more public forum in order to gain entry, right, like earn right. entry it's like into that, this that group. Fraternity hazing yeah. thing. Prove that you can yeah, be one of us. Exactly, which was their downfall because you know then everybody was like, you know, this stuff is gross, and right. somebody reported it. And right, and and it, it, I think it was kind of like people one upping the other, trying to be grosser and more yeah. inappropriate. Probably, and I'm not defending, but, you know, kids used to do that in person, trying to impress each other to make friends so right. that when you get there, you're already like in the in-group. Although mm-hmm. this particular in-group was called the Harvard Memes for Horny Bourgeois Teens. Nice. So I'm not really sure I'd want my son to be a part of that group, yep. but that's what it is. But I think today, because it's public, and even though it's private, it's not private. Because if everyone knows the names of the people in there, it's public. Yeah. Uh, so I just think that you should read it, and if you've got kids who are going to be heading off to college in a little bit, you know that college admissions counselors look at social profiles, oh, they yeah. look at this stuff, and I'm sure there's a lot of very unhappy parents right now. Yeah, I'm, I, I sent it to my son immediately because he's 15, and, uh, and, and he said, oh, I saw this like five seconds after it happened. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's going around the high schools. The story's going around Oh, like I'm sure. And and uh, hopefully lots of teachers are using it as uh, teachable moments. I hope so. Okay, so we will link to that. We will link to all of the items we talked about. We'll send you a link to Chris so you can check out his uh, reviews on Common Sense Media. And uh, we hope that you have a wonderful Father's Day. Everybody uh, come to my place for wood-fired pizza. <laughs> exactly. I'm totally, I'm putting in my order. stand on my balance board while you eat it. <laughs> Um, check out Parenting Bites at uh, the iTunes store. If you have not already, please subscribe, rate, review, all that kind of stuff. And um, Rebecca will be back next week. And we wish you a happy Father's Day. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.